Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 41. Today's comic is Usagi Ojimbo volume 1, issue 28 from Fantagraphics, dated May 1991, and the story is the first chapter of Circles, entitled Wind Over the Tombstones. Now, the story opens with Usagi fighting a group of men. We don't really know straight away who they are. You can pretty much surmise if Usagi's fighting them. Uh, off in the in the background and to the side, we see the woodcutter and his daughter are watching the proceedings. Uh, Usagi uh, defeats the band, and we find through conversation between Usagi and the woodcutters that these... Uh, bandits that Usagi had just defeated waylaid the woodcutters as they were out plying their trade, which is gathering wood, either taking it back to their home or taking it back and selling it. These bandits are more than likely part of a larger group of uh, bandit, a, a gang that is based around Usagi's home village and uh, purportedly led by a demon, uh, so surmises the father woodcutter in, in conversation with Usagi. Usagi, the woodcutter, sit and enjoy a, a very humble meal as, as a thank you to Usagi for what he has done. All the while, we see that perhaps the female, uh, the daughter woodcutter, is rather enamored with Usagi. The way she looks at him, the way she acts, we have a, a little... A mental image from her, much like you would a, a thought bubble, only it's a little heart uh, inside the bubble. Thinking again uh, of, of Usagi. And as everyone departs, she turns and waves at Usagi. He continues on his journey, Usagi that is. Uh, we know from the past several stories that he has decided perhaps it's time for him to settle down. Uh, so he is returning back to his home village and these are his journeys on the way there, the woodcutters uh, being uh, an element that Mr. Sakai has used repeatedly, uh, much more so early on. I, I don't recall having seen them more recently in stories, but they are one of those things that will pop up on and off, much like the uh, the death's head bubble, word bubble-ish sound that a dying person makes, uh, which pops up again in this issue as uh, Usagi dispatches one of the bandits in that previous fight. As Usagi is continuing his journey, he thinks back to the last time he was not just in the area, but the last time he was at the location to which he specifically is traveling now, which turns out to be the uh, home of his late sensei Katsuishi. As he reminisces, he remembers the last time that he spoke to, interacted with his sensei. And so we, we take that trip back in time mentally via Usagi. We see that he is returning to his sensei's house, finding men strewn about, uh, dead. He recognizes them as being from the Dugoro fencing school, which is the school that Usagi single-handedly defeated in the tournament 
that first brought him to Lord Mafuni's attention, way back, if you guys remember. So he's following basically this trail of bodies, and he walks uh, through a section of woods out to a clearing on a bluff, and he sees there his sensei Katsuishi uh, fighting the uh, other members of the Dogoro fencing school, being led by their um, teacher, their sensei, Higashimori. And he is wanting, I guess, uh, honor retribution for having lost the duel, the not the duel, the uh, meat previously. And so by, by killing the other sensei, that will get his honor back. Um, not completely sure I understand that, but okay. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's what's happening. So they they back Katsuishi up to the edge of the bluff. He's fighting them off. But then the Dugoro um, teacher, Higashimori, suddenly takes one of his students and shoves him at Katsuishi to, uh, to distract him, to throw him off, and immediately behind him attacks taking one of Katsuishi's eyes, forcing him off the edge of the bluff, and he, he plummets down out of sight. This incenses um, Usagi. He, he rushes the remainder of the Dagoro students through them, around them, however, until he gets to Higishimori, and he immediately kills him, in killing him, he disrupts the confidence of any of the Dagoro students that are still there, sends them running into, uh, routes the group, and, and they just run away in mass. Uh, three, six. We have six panels of just the extreme anguish that Usagi feels over having watched and the knowledge of the death of his sensei Katsuishi. We return to now. Usagi is continuing his journey. Um, there's a, a really cool panel here. It's it's just a panel of the, of the journey, but it shows it's it's a long panel, thin and long. And at the top of the panel, it shows Usagi walking across a rope bridge, and then it it shows the entire scene down to the river below which is coursing over waterfalls the falls located directly under the bridge and i thought it was just uh, it was an awesome drawing very cinematic i thought this would be an awesome shot uh to be a a setting frame in a movie as usagi is crossing from uh, you know what was to what is or where he has been to where he's going or you know something um really profound like that this would be an excellent shot to to kind of cinch that in, in the viewer's mind. But he approaches Katsuishi's house. He gets there. He sees that it's in pretty good repair. Almost like someone is still living there, even though the original owner has been dead for a while, long enough apparently that the structure should be a little bit more uh, broken down than it is. Again, no, no definites as far as time, which is something uh, that has been evident throughout Usagi's story is that time is is more um, I guess it would be more subjective than objective and as he's uh, 
investigating the house, suddenly the front portion of his uh, sandogasu, uh, the, the big round hat, it, uh, reminds me of a wok uh, that is turned upside down and sitting on the, on the head. Those, uh, the the uh, farmers often are depicted wearing them. Uh, s- traveling samurai were known to have worn them too to keep off the sun, and they're usually wide, so they keep off a portion of, of rain of the weather. Well, somebody lops off the front part of that hat, uh, the gasa, and we see that it is someone, the person probably who is living in Katsuishi's old house and thinks that Usagi is a bandit, so he is defending the property. Usagi quickly um, subdues him. He doesn't kill him. He, he basically pistol whips the, the pup. And calling him off from doing any substantial damage to this individual is a voice, and Usagi turns around and immediately is befuddled by the fact that before him is uh, Sensei Katsuishi. Now, he looks in very good shape to have fallen off a cliff and into the river and been washed away uh, by the river, which a lot of times happens when you know you you don't necessarily want the body to be found. They they fall off the cliff, and there's a river underneath rather than just land. That way, there's no body. Well, Katsuishi apparently survived, minus it looks like that that left eye that was damaged. Uh, interesting thing about that, he's got a patch on his eye, but if you look a little closely, it's not a patch. I don't think. I think it's going to turn out to be a uh, tsuba which is the the handguard on the um, on swords you know most swords have handguards some swords like a lot of rapiers a lot of uh, um, medieval uh, Victorian Elizabethan era rapiers had these big extensive handguard to protect the hands during fights well the the suba is just a, a metal disc basically between the uh, pommel uh, the the hand part, the uh, suka of the sword, and the metallic blade, the nagasa of the sword, and that metal disc in between. That looks to me to be what Katsuishi has uh, using a, a thong of some sort has tied around his head to cover the, I guess, hole in his head where the the eyeball probably has been removed. Interesting choice. Uh, I guess it makes sense for the sensei to use something that is at hand, and there, there would be an old sword or a, a suba laying around that he could use. Um, we also find out that this individual that attacked Usagi defending Katsuishi's home is Shunjini, uh, excuse me, Shunji, uh, which is Katsuishi's new student. So we all move inside, and over some tea, we we catch up, basically, both sides of the story. Uh, we see that uh, Katsuishi, after his fall, was recovered by Shunji and his brother Shunichi. Uh, Shunji, we have met. It's the young man there. Shunichi, we find, was also a student of Katsuishi's, but has uh, went and went on a journey let me see if I can find it here real quick he went on a journey doesn't say just says he was killed in a duel and Usagi uh, puts together that he remembers dueling a samurai who claimed to have killed an opponent with a similar style to my own 
And if you think back, that probably was the samurai Shubo that Usagi met in the duel, name of the story, in Usagi Ojimbo issue 26. I talked about that in episode 38. Uh, so maybe uh, there's a connection there with why, if you recall, that the samurai thought that he recognized Usagi's style, and that's why he was so sure that he could beat it, because he had defeated one of very, very similar style previously. So they continue uh, reminiscing, you know, catching each other up. The story cuts to another uh, place, and we see a young rabbit running across a uh, muddy field, running through the woods, trying to get back home as night falls and it turns out a storm is coming in he has been mushroom hunting and uh, is is trying to get back home before all weather heck breaks loose and as he's running he runs into this shadow that upon a particular vicious bolt of lightning is revealed to be none other than Jay the uh, demon that we ran across previously haven't seen for a little while and I believe this youngster is going to turn out to be Jotaro who we also have not seen for a little while a lot of old being brought back for this particular story now this is going to be a four part story so uh, we're starting to see the return of some characters that we haven't seen in a little while which is always cool um making a a much firmer sense of continuity, I think, from book to book. So we cut back to um, probably the next day, I would assume, or or at some point later. Uh, Katsuishi and Usagi are sparring, uh, and they seemed very evenly matched, giving as good as they receive, until finally Katsuishi manages with the his boken to catch Usagi in the shoulder, uh, unable to continue that, or not probably not able to... It's, it's not that he was not able to continue. I would imagine that the rules of the duel were that the first to be hit loses. So, as the sensei, you would think, should or would, Katsuishi wins. Um, at this point... Usagi decides that he is um, going to go ahead and, and continue on his journey. He bids uh, farewell to Katsuishi and Shunji and continues on his journey, presumably uh, back towards his home village. Now we have, uh, as I said, several um, people, several characters that we haven't seen in a while. I believe Jotoro is the young rabbit. Jay is there. Sensei Katsuishi. Um, and then we have the introduction of Shunji, which is Katsuishi's new uh, protege, his new student. Also, we have name-dropped uh, Shubo, the samurai from several issues back. Shunichi who was Shunji's brother, who was killed uh, more than likely by Shubo, and then Higashimori, who was the teacher of the fencing school, Dagoro fencing school, that uh, Usagi defeated early on, bringing himself to the attention of the emperor initially. Next up will be... Issue 29, uh, cover dated 1991, 
which is the second part of the four-part Circles storyline. This particular story entitled Remembrance. I don't know if I said, but this one that I just talked about was entitled Wind Over the Tombstones. If you guys want to send any feedback, you can send it to usagipodcast at gmail.com. You can leave comments on Ronan Rabbit on Google+. Plus. There's a, a page there for it. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, and the Ronan Rabbit is part of the Comic Book Noise family of podcasts, which is part of the Deliberate Noise family of podcasts. And also I post the shows when I have them up on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. And thank you, Steve, for allowing me to do that. And I think that's uh, that's my stuff for this time out, guys. Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you with episode 42. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.